What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 154, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my one good co-host and friend, uh, Corb. I don't know how to do this intro without the, the without Ravel being here. It's throwing everything off. Yeah, it's tough. It's um, it's tough. Uh, we miss Ruffle. Ruffle is out doing fun things. Um, at BlizzCon, uh, he's, he's out there meeting all the Hearthstone people and having a good time. And Meowth and I are sitting here sipping drinks and um, ready to talk about new cards, um, which is also exciting. But yeah, very confusing stuff. I don't know. We're out of whack. We're out of practice, Meowth. The last time we did an episode solo dolo, just the two of us. I know Ruffle's been on for a hundred shows. I forgot how to do yeah, this. It's, it's actually been years. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, it's years actually, to yeah. things, but it's actually been years. Uh, back to the, I don't even want to say the good old days because I love having Ruffle on, but the weird old days. Um, like we don't said, call me weird. I, I'm, bro. It's you and me. Like it's it, we're weird. Accept it. Yeah. Right? It is okay. what it is. Um, but yeah, like you said, Ruffle not being here is throwing everything off, including our intro. We're just going to dive into it. We've got the last few cards uh, to reveal here. Two classes and then some three three legendaries that they were saved for BlizzCon uh, to reveal. One of those, I think, we're going to have some reactions to. But I think we'll save that one for last because I feel like we might talk for a little bit uh, about said card. Um, if you guys have been keeping in tune with reveals, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, let's start by uh, covering the last Rogue Legendary real quick uh, that was revealed at BlizzCon. Uh, so it's Velarok Windblade. He's a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three legendary. While this is in your hand... While it's in your hand, play three cards from other classes to reveal Velarok's true form. Very, very hard to do, but if you can transform him, becomes a three mana, three six dragon with charge. After this attacks, discover a card from another class. It cost three less. That transformation, pretty nutty, but that's really fucking hard to, to transform, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a sick awesome amazing payoff um for an art type that does not make any sense <laughs> uh especially now that maestra and Noel, that interaction hasn't been changed back do it blizzard you cowards i swear to god um but the fact that they haven't done that means that you know burglarburg it's really hard to see that uh coming along especially when um like burglarburg hasn't gotten a lot of uh support collectively in in this specific expansion um what do you mean man shell game is like nutty burgle support yeah so basically it hasn't really got a ton of really solid burgle support in in this expansion so yeah it, it's hard to see uh you know how how valorot can can you know get the job done but um i mean i don't know the cards are really busted like when it works yeah uh, like i don't know it, it'll be good like there have been a couple buffs recently to some burgle cards right like uh burgle itself um helps a lot so yeah i don't know it's not not awful immediately feeling the impact of ruffle not being here on the podcast to talk about his beloved burgle rogue to to defend it so it's been 48 seconds and no one said the word test um it's a mis like i don't know mistakes abound yeah yeah you can already tell where this podcast is going to go without ruffle um let's move into mage here um that being said ruffle's not here to stop us from talking about lpg mage uh, because their next legendary, Mesadune the Fractured, six mana, six five elemental, battle cry, draw an elemental, split it into two halves. Uh, so essentially, what that means, and the classic example of reading the card, not really explaining the card. Uh, so <laughs> you will draw an elemental. So let's say you draw Zephyrus. Uh, so you will half the mana cost and you will uh, half the stats. 
Uh, so you'll have two one mana Zephs. One of them will be a 1-1, one, one, one of them will be a 2-1. And then the text remains the exact same. So essentially what you're looking to do is you're looking to draw battle cry or draw elementals with super busted battle cries because then you get two of them. Uh, cough, cough, Zeph. Um, you know, there's there's also the whole Neptalon thing, which is pretty cute. Two, two five mana Neptalons. Uh, I don't know if you're actually playing that in Rena Mage. We're talking a lot about Rena Mage. Is, please, please tell me this is not just Copium. Uh, my mind did not go to Rena Mage. <laughs> um, I mean... Like, Zephyrus is an excellent, excellent hit. So, I suppose it is um, probably fine in Rena Mage. I, I'm not sure what the other uh, really significant payoff is in, in Reno that can really match up to Zephyrus. Because you probably want, like, at least two of them. Oh, um, oh, they buffed Pyros for this exact moment. Two one-mana Pyroses. That ends it. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's not actually even that bad. Like I was kind of kind of meme on it and stuff. It's like okay, like I, it's I not good, it but, a meme, but you're actually taking yeah, it yeah. It, it's not the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like looking through. I'm desperately just like flipping through. You guys can obviously tell. Like I'm going through that collection trying to find like what the other good um target is. Like I, I, I guess I guess you'd play Neptulon potentially in LPG mage, right? Because like it's a really good card and then if that gets split, um that's probably fine as as well. Uh like five mana Neptulon, like much smaller body, but sure, whatever. Still gets the hand, still gets the wind fury, still gets the really good board impact. Um but my mind did not go to Elemental Mage. My mind I was thinking about Leyline Leyline, still don't know how to say that, manipulator. And I don't hundred percent know whether this works. Because I'm assuming that both halves uh, will count as cards that didn't start in your deck. So you're talking about the four mana, four or five elemental cards that didn't start in your deck cost two less or something? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's the Chill and Yeti uh, cards that didn't start in your hand. Like Battlecry, discount them by two. So the idea would obviously be put them into two mana versions, play one. And then the other one gets discounted to zero, and then you play that one, and then you just basically played like two mana discard your uh, discount your um, your created by cards by four. And there's some interesting stuff you can do with that. With for example, putting a potion of illusion in an ETC, because then you can bounce the one mana copies of Leyline, or you could put like Astalor. Astalor becomes like a created by card that could go down to zero very very quickly. You could do like an OTK, for example, with like Bran, ETC, uh, play a Biscuit, play the Leyline, uh, play the Potion, play an Astalor, play the other Leyline, play another Potion, and then play like another Astalor. Um, and that could be like a like a nine, I don't know, OTK. Like I'm sure there's other stuff that you could probably do with it. That's just like something that I immediately thought of um, as one of the most significant payoffs. But again, I'm not 100% sure if it counts as like a card that didn't start in your deck when it's split into the two halves. I think that's the only point of confusion I have right now. But I don't know. Like that's very much a, a thing that Rob was going to be happy to hear about if it does work. <laughs> I was about to say the the dichotomy of just the two of us. Forget Raffle, just the two of us. My mind going to Rena Mage, your mind going to can I make a degenerate broken OTK deck with this? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is is that even something that you're like thinking about in Quest Mage? Like I know it's not super created by, but like if the if it does work, the the Leyline manipulator or whatever the name of, of that card is, 
if that does work, is this something that you're just considering throwing in to like arena quest mage or just a normal quest mage? Probably, because uh, I, I imagine a lot of the time you'd like play the thing on six. Uh, it dies. You get the copies, and then like you can probably play one leyline, complete the reward, and then play the other leyline, and then discount the reward by two, and then you can just like play it immediately again. If you mix in potion of illusion, um, you know that 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 could be some nasty stuff. Like if you have the brand etc potion of illusion stuff then it's kind of like you know very natural for the game plan anyway especially in probably like a reno version uh of the deck as well so because then you do also have the zephyrus hit if you happen to draw the uh the leyline manipulator um i don't know just something i thought i'd throw out there it, it seemed like the most interesting card to me out of everything available and i don't even know if it works yeah i mean we'll we'll check with the devs baby we'll, we'll add some people see if see how it works and let you guys know down in the comments um and even if it doesn't work, I'm gonna leave this in, uh, just so that Corp can then look like a fool for thinking. Like, well, I mean, I think it's a fun <laughs> thing to think about, even if it doesn't work yeah. either way. I mean, fun until until it happens in practice, <laughs> and then you're just like, I hate this, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so those were the the missing mage and rogue legendaries, but we have two full classes to to work through. So let's talk about uh, warrior here. Uh, so warrior, another excavate class. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for a while at least. Uh, the other big thing uh, is Taunt Synergy. Um, so Taunt Warrior uh, with some interesting cards. Let's kind of uh, run through these Excavate cards really, really quickly. So uh, you have Reinforced Plating, a 3-mana spell, gain 6 armor, excavate a treasure. Uh, you have Blast Charge, destroy a damaged enemy minion, excavate a treasure. That's 3-mana spell. Uh, then you have kind of two payoffs slash synergistic cards with the Excavates. You have Badlands Brawler, 7-mana 4-4. Four, four. Battle Cry, start a brawl. If you've excavated twice, this always wins. So just a 7-mana 4-4 four, four brawl. Uh, but if you've excavated, it's a 7-mana 4-4 four, four board wipe, which is kind of hot, kind of cool, but it's 7-mana. Uh, and then you have Slagma the Slumbering. 4-mana for a 16-16 Elemental Beast with Rush and Taunt. It's a lot of stats for the cost. Uh, however, it starts dormant for eight turns. Eight, eight turns. Uh, however, you can excavate it, and every time you excavate, or every time you excavate, it takes two turns off of that cycle. Uh, yeah, that's how, how are we feeling. I guess we can talk about the the excavate payoff, uh, which is the Azerite Ox, which is a four mana five five Elemental Beast. Battlecry, discover two eight-cost minions, summon them, do the whole thing with eight-cost randomly in wild, but that is a lot of stats uh, for excavating four times. So, I mean, I think our general just is outside of Warlock, all of the excavate stuff has been kind of unplayable. Do any of these things change your mind for excavating Warrior? Um, not so much in, in wild. Um, like, I, I do think that excavate, again, the, the comparison that I, I keep going back to is like Galakron cards basically for some like in terms of the generation and the type of payoff that they are they feel like a similar comparison um and wild has largely moved on from Galakron. like it's hard to see why this package would really work in wild if it's balanced for standard right like wild is always about those synergies that aren't supposed to be pieced together for example like that mage legendary and potentially leyline manipulator um 
again if it does work uh but a lot of the excavate cards like they, they kind of don't really have that uh so it's tough i can't imagine i haven't tried to build the deck but i can't imagine um there's like a ton of stuff that you can do with this that makes it super super busted uh yeah especially because like well the excavate reward is a very very strong tempo swing um the excavate cards themselves are like very control focused and so having that like big tempo swing in a pure control deck is also like it's nice but i'm not really sure it's uh in line with what wild wants to be doing yeah i mean it's really hard to see a a singular package of cards with no other support that's legal and standard it's very hard for it to be competitive and wild and if it is probably not going to stay competitive for long because that means it's probably busted in standard so uh, i kind of agree with you uh it's why it's always a little bit disappointing to see these kind of mechanics at least from a wild perspective it's a little bit disappointing to mm -hmm. see these because it kind of means that those cards aren't wild cards you don't you only get four warrior cards instead of ten so yeah exactly it's like um it's like half the class sets have half of their sets kind of written off immediately so it's kind of like a quarter of the class cards are kind of just like immediately tossed out um, although we have discussed that Warlock, we, we think probably has a little bit more potential, uh, in Wild specifically. Yeah. All right. So the other kind of big thing that Warrior got pushed this expansion is some Taunt Synergy. And unlike the Excavate stuff, we have existing Taunt Synergy in our format. Bolster into the fray. You have years and years of, of history of Taunt support, right? Um, and so hopefully some of these, uh, you know, we'll see some competitive play. Uh, let's start with the, the two kind of kind of broken ones that are that are maybe obviously going to see some <laughs> some wild player at least some experimentation uh starting with unlucky powder man uh this is a two minute two two undead with taunt so two minute two two taunt death rattle give taunt minions in your hand and deck plus one plus one that is just busted keliseth but you get two of them and you can discover them and yeah this card seems not okay seems pretty good yeah, I mean, it seems completely broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the card itself is just completely cracked, right? Like we've we've seen Kaliseth, um be kind of like pushed out of the format, but it's not really because Kaliseth is like a bad card. It's just because it's hard to, you know, it's hard for Kaliseth to beat out every single other two drop available. <laughs> um, but you know, this is a very different deck building restriction, like. Uh, being able to synergistically build around taunts is a lot probably better uh, than just not having two drops. Uh, like you said, Wild does have a ton of taunt support. That said, it's not amazing taunt support. Like, the Wild taunt support, there's a lot of, like, neat stuff that works with this. Um, obviously, there's the, the new Chain Gang that's in this set, which is uh, a very natural fit. Um, but we do have things like Pack Mule. We do have things like the original Saranite Chain Gang. There's also like a five mana version of Chain Gang, basically for Warrior, where it's like a five mana four four. If your hero attacked, get a copy, and it has like Rush or something. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't even think it has any text except for. If oh, it, does, it doesn't it's even have Rush. Chain, I think yeah. it. I think it's just Taunt. Yeah. Um, but like that's another one that obviously you know scales decently with this. Um, but there's not a lot of like more aggressive cards. Uh, I think that's the real problem. Um, lack of card draw and lack of uh, real aggression because 
Glory Chaser is not good. <laughs> like, Glory Chaser should be the engine that kind of makes this tick. But Glory Chaser costs three mana instead of two mana. <laughs> and that's, like, as simple as I can put it. Like, uh, uh, and there's no, like... I think, like, the missing cards that Taunt Warrior would really need would be, like, Glory Chaser push to two, and then basically it's, like, uh, Taunt Cat. It needs, like, an alley cat that's, like, this two 1-1 one, one taunts, and that, then I think would be really, really cooking. Oh, that card would be so good. <laughs> yeah, print it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe in the mini set, or in, like, a year and a half, when Taunt Warrior is in its last little hurrah. So just, just give it a year and a half, and, and we'll get there. Um, I mean, like, they just did 1-1s one, with Stealth in this expansion with but Hunter. There are no like... and Wolpertingers in this set, you know, where, or in, in standard right now, as far as I know. And Well, they just printed one. Well, but I'm saying there's not additional stuff, right? Where they, they have Powderman and Changing, and you want them to print more push Taunt Warrior support. Ideally, like maybe some, yeah, maybe someday down the road. Like, yeah, why not? Like, uh, I don't, uh, know, don't right? get me wrong. Like, I'm with you that I want it. I just don't think that we're going <laughs> to get it anytime soon because of all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, that's fair. No, but Powderman yeah. Powder is kind of busted. I, I would be surprised if, like, do you think that Taunt, or would Taunt Warrior maybe go the, like, Enrage package route in Standard? Do you think this is going to see play in Standard, where this might get potentially nerfed because it seems really strong? Maybe. Uh, I mean, like, I think it's one of the... I haven't I haven't done the deck building yet for, for Standard, so I don't know exactly, like, what they have available. But, I mean, like, if you're trying to, like, you know the, the the forbidden words like in a vacuum. I'm gonna judge the card in a vacuum. Uh, I mean, this is just very very overstated, right? Like, pretty cracked. <laughs> um, like Hobart, Hobart Grapple Hammer. If you just always have that active, that's like a very good card. Mm-hmm. Um, in like a minion dense warrior, and this is kind of obviously it's like half a Hobart for like the taunt decks. So that's like really good. What what words we're saying in 2023? Half a Hobart still pretty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off the rails. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the other kind of nutty Taunt Warrior support here, and that is Battle Pickaxe. Uh, so this is a three mana four one weapon uh, that says after you play a Taunt minion, gain plus one durability. Uh, so this is a card that gets a lot better in Wild compared to Standard, because in Standard, theoretically, you know when you play this on three, you can't swing with your weapon on turn three because you haven't played a, a Taunt minion because then you no longer have a durability. Uh, but in Wild, we have Zero Mana Dread Corsairs that synergize super nicely with this. We also have Corsair Cache that will give you an added durability that also give you the additional attack for something like Cutting Class. So there's your your draw support uh, in your in your aggressive Taunt Warrior deck. Um, but yeah, I mean, d- those are just two examples, but examples of this card being a lot better in Wild compared to, compared to Standard. I mean, that's mostly true, because Dread Corsair is in standard right oh, now. They, the... they put it back in in the most recent Corsair. So, no, I... I mean, if you missed Dude, it, these cards are getting blame you. I don't play standard, so I don't know what's legal and what's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they took it out initially for the first, like, couple of years, and then they just put it back in. So I'm, um, I'm not cutting that part either. We're, we're, got, we're, we're winging things today. We're rolling. We're rolling <laughs> with the punches. Um, but no, the, the Corsair uh, and the cutting class points are, like, really good. Those are incredible cards. Um with this like it, it very quickly like cutting class is just such an important tool and that break point is just awesome um and being able to swing the turn you play it is awesome it's kind of just like a like this is the swordfish this is like shiny finder into swordfish type curve uh ideally for for warrior um like it's really powerful that package the the problem 
naturally that it's like pirates are good and aggressive and taunts are bad and not aggressive. And it's like, that's kind of the difficult thing that we have to deal with here. A powder man, super strong, but you know, it's not like we have gear shift. It's not like we have secret passage. It's like, okay, cutting class is neat and everything, but um, we don't really have the additional draw. We don't have the aggression. Uh, and, you know, so it's a little tough to see this working out. Um, even though these are just incredible cards to give the Taunt Warriors pool. It also makes me a little sad that maybe we didn't see, like, the um, the Ungora quest, like, giga pushed it when they did the uh, the update on that card. They oh, on, on, all, on the Ungora right? cards. No, that was one of the only ones that they, like, didn't even touch. And it's like, eh, they could have maybe, like, pushed it like crazy. That would have been fun. Yeah, I... So where do you think? I mean, we have two more cards to talk about, um, so maybe I'll, we'll touch on those before I ask a, a general question about Tom Warrior. So let me get to these: uh, Detonation Juggernaut, five mana, three six mech, Taunt, Battle Cry, give your Taunt minions in your hand plus two plus two. So this is like your uh, Glowstone Technician from like Hamba Paladin. It's uh, a pretty similar comparison, uh, and then you have Blast Tortoise, six mana, two seven beast, Taunt, Battle Cry, deal damage to all enemy minions equal to this minion's attack. Um, so these are obviously a little bit slower taunt support than maybe the route that we want to go uh, with a super aggressive build. So, I mean, we can just kind of lump these all together. Taunt Warrior and Wild. Uh, we, we've already kind of touched on the subject, but potential. Where do we see it? Mm, probably won't be very good, but very strong tools down the road. And... It's uh, one of the only kind of like completely fresh new, quote unquote, new archetypes that I'm kind of like looking forward to at least trying uh, from the set. So it'll be definitely something I give a shot. Um, we'll see. Uh, there's not really a lot of like, uh, you know, built in information right now on, on Taunt War. It's not like we have this historic, like, you know, years of deck building to look back on and build up like the way we do with most decks. So. You know, maybe maybe there's something if people figure it out. All right. So, obviously, twitch.tv slash Corbett, because that's all he's going to be playing day one. Uh, and by that, I mean he's going to play two games of it, quit, and go to the next deck. So. Yeah, go play Dragon Druid. <laughs> no, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, I remember people trying stuff with... Uh, when Into the Fray got originally released, and people were playing stuff with Target Dummies and Wax Elementals and stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what route it gets taken. And I wonder... I wonder if you can incorporate stuff like uh, an Enrage package in there. Um, like, maybe you don't get to play the Imbued Axe, but I feel like an anime extractor hidden behind a taunt or two can, can scale pretty well. I don't, I don't actually know if you have... It might it might give you that draw support, too, with, like, Light of the Phoenix and, and Battle Rage, potentially. My assumption is that if you're playing a Powder Man deck, you want, like, pretty much every minion to say the word taunt on it. Yeah. Well... Okay. I mean, you're not wrong, but... If it's not good enough, you know, maybe one anime extractor couldn't hurt. Or, or two. All right, whatever. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. How many taunts is too many taunts? Or enough taunts, rather. Uh, 31, I think. 31. But I think 30 should just cut it. But that means we're playing a 40-card deck, though. So that we get, that means we get nine extras. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what you just put out there in the universe. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to Paladin here. Uh, so speaking of new new archetypes... Paladin is now Hand Paladin, not Hand Buff Paladin, but instead of Hand Warlock, 
hand paladin. Uh, we've got a bunch of cards that synergize with the amount of cards that are in your hand. Uh, let's start with Living Horizon. 10 mana, 4-6 elemental with taunt, divine shield. Cost one less for each other card in your hand. Never zero mana unless you're playing audio mm. amplifier. But it, it has the potential to get pretty cheap. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple of these and then we can we can kind of touch on this archetype. Uh, we also have uh, Lawful Longarm. 5 mana, 1, 5, Rush, Lifesteal, Battlecry, gain plus 1 attack for each card in your hand. Uh, so pretty good stabilization tool for that, that slower deck. You have the Badlands Bandits. Get So it's a 6 mana legendary spell. Get 8, 3, 2 Bandits with bonus effects. And so they are all the normal keyword bonus effects in Hearthstone. Still get one of each of them. Uh, and any that can't get fit on the board or... Any that can't fit in your hand are summoned instead. So you want to play this card when you have a bunch of cards in hand so that it's six mana make a board with a bunch of keywords. Okay, so we've got three hand paladin support pieces here. Is this ever a deck that can work in wild? Because unlike Warlock, we don't we don't have the life tap thing. We can't just actively draw cards. Seems really bad. Uh, <laughs> seems really, yeah. <laughs> really bad. Um... You know how, like, Hand Mage has, like, actual reasons to play Hand cards because of, like, Conjurer's Calling and, like, there's a lot more naturally, like, built-in really good hand filling and stuff like that. And you know how that deck sucks? Just a little bit. What's what's Hand Paladin doing? That, well, you, like... you got payoffs. You got a six-mana make a board of three twos. And, and you have one or two-mana four sixes with Taunt Divine Shield. That's insane. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> there's no way to leverage the things. That's that's the real problem here, right? Is that there's no way to like turn Living Horizon into like an actual super important threat, or like there there aren't enough pieces here. Like we have Knolls and Horizon, but like, what are we really doing with those? It doesn't really fit, um, just yet. Okay, so, so just Living Horizon then at that point. Is this Living Horizon something you're thinking about in, in Reno Paladin? Do you have enough cards in your hand in Reno Paladin where you can just play this as like a two or three mana four six on turn three or four? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, like, I, I don't know if you have enough. There might, there might be enough ways to just have, like, cards in the early game to just cycle themselves, and then so, yeah, maybe naturally it is, like, a 3-mana 4-6. Uh, but I doubt it. Counterpoint. Is the 3-mana 4-6 Divine Shield on turn 4 or 5 good enough for Wild? Like, it, it seems pretty good in theory. Like, is it good in enough a, in for Arena Wild? Paladin, in yeah. Arena Paladin, I think that's fine. Like, if it's a 3-mana 4-6, that's pretty good. But you need 8 cards in hand for that on turn 3. That seems really Wait. hard. Each it's each other. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count itself. Yeah. So that seems it seems really difficult. Um cuz you only have a few cards to go plus 1 like with Christology. So, um yeah, I don't know. It seems not good. And Hand Paladin as a whole seems like a like it'll be a bit of a flop. All right. Well, they're going to buff all of these cards by a billion mana and then they'll be good. So. I'm I mean, if to... Horizon goes to like goes to 9, we're cooking. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so don't dust yours because they're gonna they're gonna buff this card and then you're gonna need them. 
All right, we've got uh, a couple other spells here. Uh, we have Lay Down the Law, two mana holy spell with tradable. Set a minion's attack and health to one. And then if you've quick drawn this card, deal one damage to it. So two mana... Is there a card that sets attack and health to yeah, one? Yeah, sub, subdue? Is that... I do not know that what that card is, but oh, if you're saying it, I'm going to trust no. you. Subdue, Hearthstone. All right, how did I do? Um... Subdue is a common paladin spell. Two mana set a minion's attack and health to one. Boom. Look at this guy. We need to do another Hearthstone trivia game. You're, you're out here killing it. I'm um, only good with knowing what cards do. Uh, the art and sound and flavor text and everything else, completely horrific. But, you know, well, it's, it's a shame than... they, didn't rig, they didn't rig the rounds of Jeopardy and make it every <laughs> single round just being named Subdue. <laughs> yeah. ten, ten cards, five categ or ten categories, five things each. Answered all of them. Subdue. Easy. Um, Alright, basically, new subdue, because you have upside. Is the upside of tradable and quick draw upside going to make subdue a playable card? I don't think so. Um... <clears throat> no. Okay. I, I agree with you, so we're not going to spend more time on this. Let's talk about <laughs> Holy Cowboy instead. Three mana, four, three. Battlecry, your next holy spell. Costs two less. Also, mm. side note, holy cow, turned into holy cowboy. Boy. Love that. Yeah. Uh, your next holy spell cast to last, uh, it can carry over from turn to turn. So you can play this on three, bank the mana. It is it is three mana, four, three, though. No no tribe, no no synergy there. I'm, I'm like thinking about what. Is this just good enough for Reno Paladin? I don't know. Are, are we at the point with Reno Paladin where we're like desperate for good, like decent cards still? Or are we a little bit more picky with our card selection? I mean, you're playing Wild Hearthstone. Like, I think you should always be picky. <laughs> um, but we are playing I, Reno decks in, in classes that aren't normally Reno decks. So. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I don't know what you're meant to do with this. Um, it's just banking mana on something like an Equality Consecrate or... A hand of a doll, or I don't know any more holy spells in Paladin. I'm blanking. <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm struggling to come up with like what the what the answer is here. Yeah. Uh, um, like I'm having a look. I know, I'm I'm trying to see which big big holy spell I want to cheat out, and it's like, is it divine toll or immortalized in stone? It's like. Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really want to play either of those very much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Lay on hands? Sure. They buffed that card, didn't they? Yeah, it's six mana now. Yeah. Six. Uh, it becomes four mana, restore eight, draw three. Insane. Yeah, you're going to need it against the Pyro because you played a three mana, four, three. So, yeah. All right, let's move yeah. on. Let's talk about let's talk about High Host Silverwing. This is a card I think I might see play. Two mana, two, one, Dragon, Divine Shield, Death Rattle, draw a holy spell. It's Knight of Anointment for Cult Arms decks. Card seems pretty yep. good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, sure. Put it in the decks that have Cult Arms. Uh, next up, we have uh, Deputization Aura. I don't. Even, I don't know. People in the comments always get on to me about my pronunciation of things, and I'm sure that might be one of them. Three mana, Aura, Holy. Your leftmost minion has plus three attack and lifesteal last for three turns. 
seems not bad. Like, if you're... Would you play this in Arena Paladin? It's pretty insane stabilization, but I guess it does assume that you have board. I don't know if I would play it in Arena Paladin. Um, the one reason I consider it is because... Uh, Samuro? Yeah. That's... That's a curve. Like, that, that's like against, not bad. Yeah. Against aggro, like four AOE heal for four man arena. How many minions? Yeah. I mean, that seems really good. Um, but uh, is Reno Paladin able to leverage this as much as some other decks? I don't know. Because, like, would I play as an odd Paladin? Um, maybe. Uh, like, you just play it and you make like three little trades. It, it just became like a three mana gain nine attack and lifesteal. Um, so in sort of like board centric matchups where you're slightly ahead and then make a whole bunch of trades and stuff, it, it can be very, very good. Uh, another thing to consider is it's kind of just like a buff tool for charge minions because you just play one charge to the left and then you play another charge to the left. And then you play another charge to the left. So if you have like an army of Stone Tusk Boars, um, you can preload this on the previous turn. And all of a sudden, it's kind of just like you played a Bloodlust for three mana. Um, but also has lifesteal. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of an inter interesting thought, isn't it? Playing like charge hand buff Paladin with this. You, you could make it your only holy spell. And with Crystal Crystology, you could like tutor Knight of Anointment, which means you can always tutor this, which makes it something that you can really significantly build around um, in like a hand buff charge Paladin. Is, so, is it worth building around this though? over something like having the conviction i guess I, i'm not I um don't, i'm not really sold on its on its power you know i mean I, I i get that it's good i don't know that it's better than something like conviction or some of the other tools but we're also obligatory statement we are talking about handball paladin you remember our rule so <laughs> yeah i mean it might not be very good uh i mean maybe you could play both maybe you could still play conviction um but uh yeah i mean i don't know it like you could preload it for three mana which is something that you obviously can't do with conviction like if you play three charges it becomes three mana deal nine gain nine health um that seems quite good and again it naturally works super well with samuro in like a hand buff style deck so there might be something to kind of cook around uh with this i think no so thinking about this so you said stuff like odd paladin I don't. I don't know that yeah, I sold uh, that on Odd Paladin, but I, I'm kind of coming around to the hand buff idea. Yeah, Odd Paladin hand buff. Um, probably a, a card that I think looks like it's easy to glance over it and just be like, yeah, whatever. Um, but there might be more to it. I think it's yeah. one of the more interesting like deck buildy type cards in the entire set. Is is the four mana aura also a holy spell? A uh, Crusader aura, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you, you kind of convinced me, but we're, remember, we're also talking about Handball Paladin, so we probably... We are... We've we are a quota. We talked about Arena Mage earlier, we're talking about Handball Paladin. <laughs> we're, we're doing the naughty things while Raffles away. <laughs> um, all right, we've got uh, three more cards here. Uh, we've got Showdown, exclamation point. Uh, two mana spell. Both players summon two, three, three, three outlaws. Give yours rush. 
why you might think these this does nothing but you can value trade with your three threes or you can summon three threes for your opponent to set up our next card here that is prismatic beam seven mana spell that says deal three damage to all enemies cost one less for each enemy minion so you can use a showdown to basically give yourself some nine nines like or nine nine of stats while innervating out your prismatic beam basically uh I mean, I feel like we have to evaluate these together, but the Prismatic Beam at least seems like a very strong card. Does the Showdown go in every Prismatic Beam deck? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think so, actually, because I think that Prismatic Beam is probably just, like, a generic card that you can put in, like, a Reno Paladin that doesn't need additional support. Like, either it's not a lightning storm or it's a very good lightning storm and in situations where you don't need the lightning storm it's not good so it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> like like you wouldn't play a lightning storm if your opponent had one minion on the board regardless right so like the fact that this works super well um and gets better the better your opponent is at flooding the board seems awesome so like just generic good card uh however showdown while it works very well with beam it works not at all with anything else. Uh, like, 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 like you, like you can't just play this. I think without support. Um, and so, like every every showdown deck is a beam deck, but not every beam deck is a showdown deck. Yeah, we we are now in math class where every square is a rectangle, and not every rectangle is a square. I, I think <laughs> I got that right. No. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of agree with you. I don't think that showdown like for that exact argument. I don't think that showdown will see play in wild at all though, because it feels like most of the slower paladin decks are going to be at least leaning towards the arena paladin archetype, and so in that scenario, the inconsistency with showdown means that I don't know that I would want to put it in my deck. Uh, I disagree. I, I think showdown is actually very interesting. Um, in like a few spots, a few synergies. Um. Uh, for example, uh, like I know, again, like forbidden archetypes, uh, even Paladin. Um, in even Paladin, for example, uh, you could play this, and if you have a Crusader auras down, all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of five. You have like three five ones instead of uh, like for two mana, um, because you just get to like value trade on everything. Uh, it also works really well with Bridge, uh, Dun uh Dun Boulder Bridge or whatever that card is. Like if you're still playing that as well. Uh, that could be another card that you could look at because then you get a whole bunch of five fives and then they can value trade. Um, it enables. Uh, You're talking about this is post four mana enchantments or like uh, auras though, right? Uh, wait, what do you that's mean? Like, that's super slow. That's like magical Christmas is it, land. Like, is the card should feel that good on its own though? You play like the four mana uh, bridge or crusader aura, and then you play showdown on five. I, I don't understand the issue. But then it's useless before five. Not necessarily, because uh, like it, it also enables like volcanic Drake. Um, oh my god, we're talking about volcanic Drakes. Oh no. Well, well <laughs> if you play this and then you do some trading, then you get a two mana six four. Is that not like you could terrible? Get a zero mana uh, six four. Well, no, because you kind of pay two mana for the showdown. Oh. So. But good. like, yeah. but like, unless you have two volcanics, and then then it's like a one mana six Value. four. Um, yeah, uh, 
So, I don't know. Um, there's other cute things you can do, like Sea Giant. Sea Giant, awesome synergy with this. This is two mana summoned six minions. Like, so, like, if you're if you're Sea Giant, if there are four minions on the board and you play this, great, you have a zero mana Sea Giant. Um, or you could play Double Showdown, and then you instantly have, like, Sea Giants. Uh, so, like, the stuff. Like, is what I'm trying to get at. The, okay. There's interesting synergies. It works super well with Beam, obviously, if you're not playing, like, an even deck, if you're playing a deck that's more a little bit built around this or just happens to ha play cards that work with these cards. Um, because playing against Pirate Rogue, they summon three... Or they summon four minions on the board on turn two, and then you play Showdown, Beam, great. You literally win the game on the spot. Like, you just play two mana, summon three three threes. Like, it's over. Um, and that is a lot more likely to happen in Wild, where the aggro decks flood hard compared to Standard, where they're a bit more deadly. So, like, even Shaman, Pirate Rogue, Shadow Priest, these decks regularly summon three to four minions on turn two to three, and that means that this combo is incredibly powerful. The only problem is they don't have holy tags, so you can't, like, tutor these pieces, um, and that makes things a little tough, and why I think that... If you are playing Showdown, you need to be like building around Showdown um, in a way that actually makes sense. But Prismatic Beam can just kind of like go in stuff, and it's fine. But I don't know. Very interesting cards, I think. Yeah, I I'm not used to having to think about Paladin cards. So like you you have taught me my lesson between the Aura and Showdown, and I apologize. But also, what is with Paladin cards being interesting deck building? Like this is not not normal. These are weird ones. Like, it's a weird set. Like, these are some of the weirdest cards, I think, of the expansion. Would, would, do you agree? I, I mean, you, like, I, I kind of completely dismissed yeah. both of these, and you're putting me in my place, so obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... <sighs> All right. Well, again, I'll admit that I was wrong, but... I mean, I, like, is, are they going to be good? Like, probably, probably not. not. <laughs> like, the wild power level's so high that, you know, it, you're odds-on to make everything... Like, if you just randomly pick and say it's bad, you're probably right. But... Look, I don't know. Like you can cook, you can deck build, yeah. you can you can cook with this stuff. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and I look forward to seeing your your one deck or one game sample size before you. My showdown sea giant, where <laughs> I draw like double prismatic beam and nothing else against like Reno priest, <laughs> and then you insta delete the deck. I, I'm, insta, I'm insta delete. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we have uh, Reno Paladin support here, uh, Spirit of the Badlands. 3 mana, 3, 4, Undead Beast. Battle cry. if your deck has no duplicates, get a permanent Mirage. And you might be reading the card and wondering, what the heck does the Mirage do? Uh, do? And it is a spell uh, that goes into your hand that at the start of your turn will randomly transform uh, into a minion in your deck. So it does... Uh, it functions very similar to Camellios, uh, except for a minion in your deck. However, uh, if you play that minion from your deck, the Mirage then returns back to your hand. And so you have infinite copies of minions in your deck. I, I The word infinite is not, not the correct one because you're obviously going to be limited. But two Zephs, two Renos, two Amatysis, two any minion that you can put in your Reno Paladin deck. Seems pretty good. I think the card isn't... Much like a lot of the Highlander cards, actually. It's not insane. It's not particularly... It's yeah. not particularly exciting, but it's very good. Yeah. 
And like, I, I don't know, like you play it on curve and then sometimes you get an extra Reno or an extra Zeph or an extra, like, you know, like it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the Druid, the Druid one's pretty exciting, but I guess so. Guys. Yeah. But like more generically, I was thinking like the Hunter one, the Shaman one, the Paladin one, even the Priest one, I, it, I, I guess. I, I mean, I guess the Druid one is the most exciting, but like overall, they just seem kind of like solid good yeah. stuff without it's very college syndrome where they're like yeah I'll, like, I'll put this in my reno deck I'm not like super excited about it but like it's gonna be good yeah it, it, it's not like a Raza where it shapes deck building necessarily with like Raza Anduin type stuff or, or, or just like Highlander cards that really dynamically change how you build and play the deck Um, like if they wanted to do that they're just like good cards that go in the deck that you otherwise would play pretty much exactly the same okay so I think we're on the same page about this card. We're going to sidebar mm. here because I think everybody that listens to the podcast or has watched any of your streams knows how you feel about Reno decks. And so I guess my question to you is they're always, they're going to print more Highlander cards. So not printing more is not an option here to answer this. Would you rather than print cards like Spirit of the Badlands or the, uh, the Hunter Legendary that I've forgotten the name of, or would you rather than print stuff like Raza and Zeph? Like cards that um, define the deck and like, or I guess like more like Raza, where you it kind of shapes how the deck is built, or cards like the Hunter one that they're just like generically good in arena deck. They're not exciting. They don't change how you build your deck. Yeah, I w- I would rather. Well, I I think even rather than talking about the the intention of the Highlander cards, um, I would say just like I wish the Highlander decks, uh. We're, we're, uh, had like uh, flashier moments or were a bit more um, less uh, you know disruption based curve stone based um, tech based uh, you know like value pile based like so I, Corb is I, asking I, I, for more Renos and Zephs and less good cards <laughs> um, what I'm saying is that like my favorite Reno decks ever were like LPG Mage like, I, I really enjoyed that deck. I actually really liked Reno Druid in Nathria, because, uh, again, it's it has, like, it could do some very silly stuff in the uh, in the late game, and um, it was really, really cool. Uh, I really liked Reno Priest when it was, like, the old spawn version with one mana Raza Hero Power. Like, I, I actually played that a lot when it was nerfed, and people thought it was terrible, but I, I played that a ton. Um, and so I, I kind of... Uh, I would rather the Reno decks were, were less just, like, piles of stuff and they had a more flashy gameplay component. Uh, that, I, think that, I think that's just the big thing. I, I think they used to be like that, and then they've kind of had had to mm. devolve over the past few years into the decks that have 10 or 12 of their 30 cards filled with hard tech. But I think that's more of a recent thing. But I, I agree with you. I agree uh, with you. I, I don't know i mean i think it just depends on which deck we're talking about like like if you go back and look at like reno lock i i would say reno lock is pretty similar like i think the tech has become more prevalent um like i, I mean, definitely agree with that reno lock in the past used to what run what dirty rat lotha rin like six mana rin am i am i clouding my own judgment here as somebody who played a lot of that reno lock deck like i don't remember that deck playing a ton of disruption 
Well, I agree with you. I, I'm saying that I, I do think the decks these days do play more okay. disruption. I, like, I, 100%. But I am saying that I don't think that Reno, de- Reno Warlock was ever, uh, like, the type of Reno deck that I was ever going to flock to anyway. Like, I never played Reno Lock because it didn't have necessarily those big flashy moments that um, that I... Like, it felt like Somebody to me never that cast I Somebody never casted Reaver Gul'dan and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think, like, LPG let you do some insane shit. Uh, that otherwise you never really saw in a Highlander archetype. But, like I think that that's that's fair, and and like that's the kind of thing that I really enjoyed a, a lot more. Um, but yeah, I mean, Renodexes haven't gone in that direction for the past few years, and it's why I haven't really found one that I liked. But again, I did like the Nathria Reno Druid. So maybe maybe like was was that you like Reno Druid, or was that liking you liking Twig Sphere Gloop scale a million mana on turn five? Yeah, because uh, it's almost like those are really insane <laughs> high rolls that, you know, you don't traditionally get in, like, a Reno deck. <laughs> yeah, they do uh-huh. insane, crazy things. <laughs> uh, all right. Maybe maybe our last card from the expansion here, card number 145, will take us back to those days. I'm ready, I'm ready to see Corp's feelings about Reno Lone Ranger. This is our very first neutral hero card. Eight mana. Eight mana. Battlecry, if your deck has no duplicates, empty the enemy board and you limit the enemy board to one minion for a turn. So this is an eight mana. It clears everything, including locations. It also removes the like uninteractable things like the Sargeras portal, the new nest from the, the Dragon Reno legendary. It poofs them all. And your opponent can only play one card one minion next turn which is it limits their redevelopment so insane board wipe okay but you also have the upside of the hero power so the uh the hero power is very brucon esque where it'll like rotate between us like x number of hero powers um and so he has seven you have uh arcane bullet two mana to they're all gonna be two mana here uh, and they're all going to deal two damage, but the effect swaps uh, between them. So you have refresh two mana crystals, gain four armor, uh, dealing one damage to all enemy minions, giving a random friendly minion plus two plus two, discovering a spell, summoning a random three cost minion, and drawing a card. So obviously some of these feel a little bit better uh, than others. There's also the uh, the very low hanging fruit of we got to talk about. The, the deal two damage refresh two mana crystals with uh Koldara Drake that was already very quickly pointed out uh as a uh, as a really quick combo uh you have to roll obviously the arcane bullet as well as draw the Koldara Drake and your Reno hero card in your Highlander deck um but yeah Corb let's take the floor how do you feel about Reno being in literally every Reno deck now yeah if Barney Stinson was telling his friend about the best public transport, what would he say? He'd say, Busted! This card is busted! Uh, this card is I, so... As somebody who watched that broken. show, that went completely over my head. I'm I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I was like, shit, is this like a reference to something in the show? Like, I'm so... <laughs> <sighs> no, this uh, this card is broken. This card is busted. This card is crazy. Um, every on, Highlander. Did you have that prepped? You had to have had that prepped. No, I, I just literally came up with that. No, I, I, I do not believe you. I thought about the words busted, and I was like, oh. 
that was very well delivered or something that you know props thank you thank you appreciate Anyways. it um, <laughs> um speaking of well delivered they've uh really delivered quite well uh with this is the highlander big support um every reno deck plays this oh you have another hero card you i don't care every hero deck plays this every reno deck plays this uh it's whether you're running both hero cards or are we kicking out anduin to play maybe like i don't know uh this card's so insane um, I am disgusted at the thought of Shadowwalk and Macaw and the the perma super giga lockout that comes with that. Um, Ooh. that makes me feel. Thank God they know Flugel talks. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I mean, Rena Shaman has been kind of actually looking pretty reasonable as an alternative to uh, normal Shadowwalk Shaman for some time. I, I haven't looked too closely at those decks since the. The Great Murloc Massacre of 2023, um, but like this is a big thing that could definitely push, uh, you know, the the Reno deck into being clearly better, uh, uh, you know, than the other version. So I don't know. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Uh, I saw somebody compare it to Psychic Scream. It was like, is the Battlecry like that good? Right, we don't even play Psychic Scream. And like ignoring everything about the hero power, the the whole limiting the opponent's reboard development as well as it being one sided is kind of ins- even even in like your aggressive reno decks like Hunter, you're you're playing this card without a doubt. Um, Corp. So how frustrated are you going to be when every reno deck opponent has a song curve on turn eight against you? Oh uh, man, this card's tilting as well. Like that's the that's the thing. This card isn't just like super powerful. I think this card is going to be very frustrating uh, to play against. Would be my prediction because it isn't fun to not be allowed to do stuff in Hearthstone, uh, and this stops you from doing stuff. Uh, like it's going to clear the board. You're going to be like Odd Paladin, and you literally have to pass the entire turn. Like, it, it's that kind of nonsense. Um, and I think that sucks. Like, I think... I think this is going to be um, very, very annoying. And again, like, the... Sh- like, Shadowwalk Lockhart type nonsense that... Or Macaw that happens in um, Shaman. Like, that's really silly. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Some classes aren't meant to have access to this type of card as well. Like, I say meant to, but, you know, obviously, like, they can bend the rules however they want. But a, a class like Druid, for example, um, it's very weird. Can you imagine some sort of neutral board wipe going in, in Druid? Um, unconditional, it, It's uh, not even just a board wipe. It's a, it's a poof. Like, no death rattles, yeah. no nothing. And it's... It, the fact that it also just gets rid of the... On... Like, untargetable, interactable things, and it interacts mm. with them, is, like, also... It, it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it's going to be a very frustrating experience of playing, um, you know, it's like Reno Warlock, uh, for example, and just, like, thinking, I just can't play the Sargeras. Like, I just can't play it, because if I play it before they play Reno, it does nothing. Like, it, it's just yeah. a... Yeah, it loses the game. So, like, I think that's, like, a tension that isn't fun. I think, like, Hearthstone is cool when it has fun tension, uh, when, like... You really do have to think about what your opponent can do and like how that relates. But I think that Hearthstone is rough when you get actively punished for winning, 
and when you can't play your stuff. Like, I think Infinite Freeze, for example, super frustrating. Like, I hate that because I think it sucks to just not be able to do anything. And I think that this, while it's not infinite, obviously, I, I do think that, that the card being incredibly powerful on the turn that it's played, but also the fact that it limits the following turn and the fact that it locks out certain strategies like Sargeras, uh, are going to make it a very, very annoying card for lots of people. Um, you know, which is funny because we just had Yogg, like, <laughs> as, uh, which is what I was alluding to about Druid before. Um, I mean, a lot of people are going to love it, like the Reno players, for sure. Like, why would you not love this if you're generally being a Reno player? Um, maybe if you're a Reno Warlock player, maybe you're in shambles a little say, bit. As but... somebody who plays some Reno decks, I, I, mm, I'm going to yeah. play to my deck. I, I don't know that I'm going to be happy with this... Ex- I'm not happy with it existing. I'll be happy to put it in my deck. But mm. I Yeah, like like anything. if you could play it but not your opponent, yeah, it would be great. If I could play good yeah. cards and my opponent could not play good cards, I would appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the vibe that I'm getting. Uh from from Reno. Um what do we think? Am I just a Reno hater? Am no, I just like I, hating all Highlander cards? I, I, I think I echo your sentiments and I think a lot of people might as well. I I would be very surprised if this card did not get changed or nerfed or something within the first like month of it being in standard. Because I feel like power level aside, I also think the negative sentiments that you have expressed about this is this isn't the same expansion as the flashy Druid Dragon Legendary, for example. This isn't the same standard as Sargeras. Why? Why would you make it poof those? Like it makes zero sense. And I don't know. I. I feel like we've had this argument of like unfun things shouldn't be competitively viable or like super strong, right? Stuff like Ticketus in the past has, has been a good example of people like doing that, but it's never been great, right? Win rate wise, this card feels like it's going to be really fucking good. So <laughs> I, I am interested though, because uh, I know that, you know, we've obviously been on uh, sometimes differing sides uh, of the line when it comes to interaction in hearthstone and disruption there's a card review episode corb we can't do this <laughs> i i i'm just throwing it out there like i um like i i think in general like uh you know we, we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum but um like i think disruption has to be usually very slow and and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time like i play card you lose card you lose game i win game uh is very unhealthy uh and, like, not being allowed to play cards at all is kind of unfun as well. Like, Hearthstone is better, I think, when it has very limited disruption. <laughs> like, it, it... Hearthstone is kind of... You know, like... It, it, for, for a dynamic two-player card game, a lot of the time I think it's the most fun when you're kind of playing a little bit one-sided. When you are playing um, as much as people hate the term solitaire. Like, it, it's kind of fun to do your thing. And um, be allowed to do your thing. And it's why I think disruption is... You have to be careful mm-hmm. <laughs> with it. Um, and so this is disruption. This is disruption for like those portals and things that otherwise could not be interacted with me up. Uh, so I am interested to hear you know, how you express some of the negative well, sentiment about this card, given that it is kind of like these unique ways to interact with cards that otherwise you know, could not be interacted with. So I, I think making things like the portals and stuff uninteractable, I, we have to find, I don't know if that's even the right word to describe them, but I, I don't know that I would have done that in the first place because of that exact reason of it feels hopeless to, to play against. Um, And so, but that being said, 
I have to make sure. You're making me think, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, fine. Like, if you feel like it feel well, complicated or complex, like you might want more disruption. This is Hearthstone. We're not allowed. A, we're not allowed complexity. Come on. Uh, <laughs> so, look. I think if this was not a poof, I think it, if this was a lower power level card, right, that had like if, if this was like a nine or ten mana, that's like it was a twisted other instead of a poof. Right. Does does Amazing Reno poof the uninteractable, like the 10 mana Mage Legendary? Uh, I don't think so. So it doesn't poof the uninteractable things, right? And so I, this, car, this card feels extremely pushed. And because it's neutral, it's going to be om, omnipresent. Um, that's the omnipresent, word. It's going to be yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. Every, every Reno deck is going to be playing it. And I think... So the whole disruption interaction thing aside... Because again, we don't have two more hours on the card review episode to, to dive into that. I I don't think that the disruption tools or the the tech cards, and I and I think we've talked about this before. I don't think that they should be stra- standalone strong cards, and this is a standalone, insanely busted, powerful card, right? Like I, I don't think Rust Rot Viper should be what it is. <laughs> like I, as, as mm-hmm. weird as that card might be. So, yeah, I that's kind of where I hang in my head on on this card, where it's, if you want to call this, like, the disruption for those things, even if it is intended as that, it's way too powerful for something that you might consider a tech card. So, like, we have the, um, we have the demolition thing, right? The, uh, the four mana destroy be- location. Yeah, so, like, would you be okay with that kind of card, like a four mana destroy a... I don't know a yeah. portal like yeah. like like the equivalent. Yeah, I I, I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like, I, I don't think like, that this card being, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but if the intention of this card was to give players the ability to interact with the oh god the new card I don't know names of new cards the the dragon portal or the imp portal right <laughs> if this yeah. card was printed as a as a way for players to interact with that. I, I think that this should not do everything else that this card does. And it should not be like the, the mana cost that it is if if it has all this text. So I'm not saying that's what you're you were pushing for, but if that's what if that's what this was intended to be, then it should it should not have been printed like that. I, I think this okay. card was printed as a hey, we're printing a Highlander support expansion. Here's our big flashy legendary. Right? That any any player that wants to play Arena deck, regardless of what class you play, you have something, right? You can play it, and you can be excited about it. I It's hard for me to get excited about this because of, like, its power level is extremely high, and the thing it does is extremely unfun. But you have to play it because it's extremely powerful. So, Yeah, I mean, making him a neutral hero um, makes it highly accessible for, re- for Highlander mm-hmm. decks because there are no hero cards in uh, standard right now, so it's not, like, competing with anything. Um, it doesn't have to interact with like deck building restrictions in, in any uh, what do you mean, capacity. Yeah, no duplicates. No, aside <laughs> from that, I was thinking like only being allowed to play certain minions or something. Yeah. Like if they had have made this a similar card, like it's obviously a, a callback as well to the original Reno. Um, so yeah, like it's very flashy. Like it's it's very much a, a card that's going to get people talking and um, 
you know, uh, again, probably get a lot of people very, very excited. Uh, so I think it makes sense, but I, I do think that it is ultimately going to be way too powerful. Um, in Wild, is it going to make Reno decks too powerful? No. No. Like, I mean, it's not like Wild is, it's pretty hard to make Wild decks broken. Um, you say that, like, but then they printed instrument tech, so you have to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I mean. Like, you, you have to kind of accidentally do something completely insane. And it's like, well, Reno is a great card at 8 mana. It is 8 mana. Um, and so <laughs> it's not going to, like, change and make and it is all a, it is tier a one. one in your Reno deck. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it's not going to make all tier 1 Reno decks and tier 0 Reno decks, but it'll probably push them quite significantly. So yeah. I, for one... I'm terrified of our new Reno Overlord. I am looking forward to bad luck albatross and weasels and <laughs> doing what I can. And um, Curse of Agony. This, yeah. this is my life now. You, you're going to be a OTK, like what? Quest Warlock and Quest Mage main until they nerf Reno. Going to be a lot of even bomb warrior me out. Going to be a lot of even bomb warrior. Side note, I have an 80% win rate with that deck over 60 games. I don't understand why that deck is winning as much as it is, but it's really fun. So Well, I mean, it's good against Agro because it's even warrior, and then it's good against Reno because it's bomb warrior. I Speaking <laughs> of bombs, I just realized that we skipped over two warrior cards. Um, and so I know Did we were we? going to end this episode on Reno, but we we missed the bomb legendary, dude. We missed Boom Boss. Um, we're going to circle back, guys. I, we did miss it. Uh we have Misfire, deal 3, 2, and 1 damage to a random minion, quick draw, choose the targets. But then, most importantly, Boom Boss, Thogrun, 8 mana, 7, 7. Battle Cry, shuffle 3 TNTs into your deck. When drawn, uh, it blows up a card in the enemy's hand, deck, and battlefield. Alright, I'm going to do this Taking quick. Misfire, it's about the same power level as Man the Cannons and Minefield. Great, another generic 2-drop card that maybe goes in even Warrior. Excellent, um fine uh next card they pin printed patchwork but they made it infinitely slow um and you know untimed um and it sucks all right great but it has bomb flavor so it goes in the even bomb warrior and that's that's what reminded me to talk about this card was we were talking about the even bomb warrior <laughs> and so like i know the card is bad but i'm gonna put it in the even bomb warrior and it's gonna be hilarious so yeah um, I mean, uh, this could be a buff target down the road. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, no, it's no, very no. expensive. Buff it, buff it to six. Buff it to six. Buff it to six. Lower the stats. Buff it to six. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, even with just the two of us, we talked about, like, 30 cards for an hour plus, so. And I tried, guys. I tried to trap Meowth into a seven-hour episode with that disruption comment. I tried to give the listeners what they want, but I just couldn't do it. He didn't fall for it. So I'm I sorry got you guys. I, I'm on. I'm on the listener's side. I'm not going to subject you guys to a three-hour episode. Maybe, maybe one week when we have no content. Instead of skipping an episode, we've got we've got this goldmine of stuff to come back to one of these days. And and thank God that we didn't do it today. So, Corb, two of us, appreciate you. How excited are you for the new stuff? I know we're going to do kind of our wrap-up preview episode next week, but how are you? How are you feeling about this set now that we've seen everything? Just generally. I am feeling so damn not that excited. Uh, <laughs> like, I I'd think that, um, 
Yeah, I I think that this set, again, we talked about the Excavate stuff and how it kind of like cuts half the classes down to half, so it's kind of like a quarter of the class cards just get kind of uh, chopped off a little bit immediately. They get pooped um, by Reno. That's one of they get pooped by Reno. Um, so like uh, the idea of like building around like wild Excavate stuff isn't uh, enticing to me. Um, some of the other classes as well, like Highlander is also another thing that's obviously pushed and... I don't like Reno decks a ton, uh, so it's another thing that I'm kind of not into necessarily. I think that Reno as the Highlander peg payoff neutral card is going to be quite frustrating. It's kind of hard to find stuff that I'm like really excited to deck build, and I, I, I think that this will be a lower impact <laughs> wild set compared to normal, which is funny because I feel Speaking like enough, he every, fell for the trap. He fell for the every trap. expansion. Um, but I, I am very excited about Dragon Druid cards. Like I think that that is the um, the big thing that I I think is awesome. Uh, I love dragons, and I really happen to enjoy Ramp Druid when it's really broken. So I hope that it's really broken. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into the specifics next week when uh, when Raffles back, and we can make our predictions. We'll also touch on our predictions from last expansion. Do you remember what you had as your top five most powerful? No clue in the slightest. So we're gonna go back. And we'll figure it out. I'm sure I got everything correct. Yeah. Like get, get all your Keck W's ready in the comments to laugh at uh, at the three of us for for the <laughs> our strength predictions being wrong. So <laughs> uh, it's 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 always really funny. We, we're normally pretty spot on. We'll get like three out of the five pretty because they're they're pretty obvious, and then we'll go yeah. out there on one of them, and that card ends up being unplayable. And oh it's yeah, always, it's always funny. Goddamn, uh, rush the stage, man! Rush the stage. <laughs> I think Maybe. it baited all three of us. Versus save. Yeah. So, yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, thanks again for joining me. Uh, and thanks to all the listeners to listen to every episode all the way to the end. Appreciate you guys a ton. Corb, let the people know where they can find you and, uh, and your content. Guys, if you want to find me playing aggro decks and rushing the mage, uh, you can do so at twitch.tv slash Corbett. Uh, you can also find me on Corbett Games on YouTube and Twitter if you want to check out other stuff there. And you guys can find me at Get Me Off on all those platforms. We'll be back next week uh, to, to wrap up preview season uh, and to highlight stuff going into Showdown in the Badlands coming out November 14th. Corp, thanks again for joining me. Thanks again to everybody that listened, and we'll see you guys again next time. Later.